When I go and speak in schools for my job, every once in a while I get a kid who thinks he's funny and will sarcastically start asking me questions before I even begin. And sometimes they'll start with, what's the meaning of life? For some time I didn't have an answer. But after some thinking, I came up with my answer for the next time that sarcastic kid showed up. As adult humans, we're the only living creatures who are acutely aware that one day we will die. What's the meaning of life? That's how we handle that tiny bit of information. It turns out these past 11 days have been a story about how I have been dealing with that information. I keep saying like I feel like I don't feel like I'm okay. I've been feeling hard and I've been feeling empty and I haven't been feeling much of anything lately. I've been thinking like something is wrong with me. I've been super afraid. Well, I, before I was super afraid of being alone for 11 days because I was worried I'd go to a really dark place and I also had no desire to be around people. It was, I was nervous. So I went to my therapist and we talked about how I look at things. When it comes to the way that I look at life and when it comes to me, it's all very black and white. So for instance, instead of feeling like, I don't want to hang out with people at all, my therapist suggested that I try to find the gray in all of that and moderate the amount I hang out with people but not withdraw completely. I didn't like that idea. I'm super stubborn. I want to do what I think is the right thing and I didn't want to be around anybody. But in a spirit of a growth mindset, I listened to him and did periodic hangouts with friends like birthday parties, Indian food, YouTube, botched karaoke outings that ended in good conversations at a taco bar, baking peach cobbler. But I've also been working on another problem, which is being a human doing versus being a human being, which brings me back to that meaning of life question. The meaning of life is how we handle the information that we're all going to die. People handle it in a variety of ways. Self-medicating with food, over shopping, alcohol, being angry all the time, or in more subtle ways like listening to music, being constantly stimulated by our phones, or just doing stuff all of the time. Being a human doer, ticking things off a list, making sure not a single ounce of life is wasted because you never know when your time is up. After the past 11 days, I realize this is squarely where I've been sitting, which is in direct opposition to a major situation that Tina and I find ourselves in. Right now, we are endlessly waiting to be matched for an adoption. So like, what happens if we don't get matched in time? What if one of us gets sick or one of us dies before we get matched? Let's make sure we have everything in place while we wait. Let's do, let's do, let's do, let's do because we're wasting precious time and none of us can spare. Oh my God, we're all gonna die. I'm a little overwhelmed. I mean, to, and, I mean, which might be the understatement of the year. So getting up in the morning without music or podcasts or YouTube videos started out as a fun experiment to see if I could do it for 11 days. Then it became a nice way to clear my head and be with myself before I started my day. It was clarity. Sitting alone on my couch at first felt like alternating waves of stubbornness and terror. I mean, I don't want to be around people, but oh my God, how am I going to do this for 11 days? But then 
almost out of necessity in order to survive, my brain would say, you don't have to do this for 11 days. You just have to do this right now. We'll figure out tomorrow when it gets here. It was mindfulness. Mowing the lawn, running over the extension cords started out as a way for me to call myself a stupid bitch. But again, in order to survive, somehow my brain found the space and had the time to ask the question, what's good for you right now? So my brain answered back to stop doing this right now. It was self-care. I mentally released myself from doing something that was making me miserable. The pursuit of being a human being rather than a human doer has given me so many moments to slow down and gain important insights. But yesterday I was recapping everything with my therapist and I kept telling him that I didn't feel like I was okay. I was doing everything right. I was following what I wanted to do. I made some mistakes. I was okay with living in the gray. I was doing everything right to get clarity and stop overwhelming myself, but I still didn't feel like I was okay. And then it occurred to me, it wasn't that I didn't feel like I was okay. I was emphasizing the wrong word. I don't feel like I am okay. There is something wrong with me. I've been doing and doing and doing and basically I've been doing to try and avoid being with myself. I have this nagging consistent voice that has been telling me for years, forever, that I'm not okay. And this 11 day challenge really forced me to let the other voice become louder. The clarity and the mindfulness that I was practicing let the voice of self-care become louder than the voice calling me a stupid bitch. Both of the voices were happening. I didn't eliminate a voice, but a different voice got louder. If I stop doing all the time, I can have the mindfulness and the clarity to take care of myself. I can get frustrated. I can make a mistake. I can have an ugly moment. But if I take care of my whole self, then there's this other part of me that wants to take care of me. There's a part of me that asks myself, what's good for me right now? And also then goes and does that thing. This clarity and mindfulness has also caught me in situations where I'm seeing things in black and white. I can either get the yard done right now or I'm a total failure and everything's ruined. I'm wasting valuable time waiting for this adoption so I better do as many things as I can do right now because oh my God, I'm wasting time. Either everything matters or there's too many people for everything to matter so nothing matters. So that means I don't matter. Every person has some sort of demon chasing them so why is anything about life any good? I can go through this internal monologue over the course of minutes and do it over and over and over again and it's super self-destructive but it happens all the time. But as we know, life is all about the gray area and those situations I just described are black and white being a total failure and everything's ruined or doing something right now, that's black and white. Either everyone matters or no one matters, that's black and white. I need to be okay with mixing my blacks and whites and seeing what happens. Being okay with having nothing to do. Being okay with stopping a task midway and not completing it. Being okay with taking 19 peaches and putting them in the fridge for two days because I don't want to deal with them and trust that they'll be okay. Those peaches are cobbler now. That's probably a metaphor somewhere in there, but like you figure it out. Like rewind, take a second to think about it, make your own metaphor. I can be in the middle of chores and then stop what I'm doing to take an hour to paint a picture. I can be okay with not being elated or depressed. I can just be content. People can matter and they also don't have to matter. They can be both. 
I can be okay with the mess when it's messy and clean it up later when I'm ready. There's all sorts of different ways that I can live in the gray. The thing is, is that I have no idea how I'm going to answer the larger question of me and my dumb old self-esteem, which right there in that sentence is me having a bad self-esteem. I don't know if I need to have a roadmap though. I think before I would try to tackle my self-esteem by being like, I need to have a plan or else what's the point? One of the things I've learned in these 11 days is that I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have it all figured out. These 11 days have really helped me learn some smaller things to hopefully get to a bigger place. Get outside when you can. Unplug as often as possible. It's really good for you. Absolutely jam out to loud music when it suits you and when you need it. Mix your blacks and whites and make some gray. But most of all, take time to ask yourself, what's good for me right now? The meaning of life to me is how you deal with the information that all you have is right now. What I had been doing and what I realized in these 11 days is that I've just been seeing everything as a binary, do or die. But what I'm realizing is I need to pump the brakes and just be because in that space, there's so much to learn. And it's really not that hard or that bad to be by myself. I can be nice to myself and I don't have to be afraid of myself because when I take time to take care of myself, I can do a lot of really awesome things that I didn't think I could do before. So that was the 11 day challenge. That's what I learned. I sat down and wrote in a Google doc all of my thoughts. I felt like they needed to be typed out and written out in some sort of organized fashion and that's what we got. I'm sure I learned a lot more. I'm sure I had more insights, but that's what got committed to the Google Doc. I hope you guys enjoyed this little side adventure. We'll be back with another episode of Cindy Says coming up soon. But before we do that, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsors of the 11 Day Challenge. The 11 Day Challenge was brought to you by 69 Peaches from the Peach Truck, My Nosy Neighbors, Buster and Clementine, dishing killer looks for Tina's morale texts that I would send her. My friend Link for driving all the way from Cleveland to eat Indian food and watch Defunct Land on YouTube with me for hours. Kim for texting me to kindly remind me that I was egregiously late for her daughter's birthday party and then letting me stay at her house until 8 p.m. My friend Sarah, because old friends are the best friends and we don't have patience for shitty event planning. My therapist, who told me I really don't need ongoing therapy, but sees me anyways because I bribe him with snacks. This show is also sponsored by the Facebook game Name This Movie, Wrong Answers Only. Thanks to my bro Andrew for letting me send him emo texts. Our bromance is real, and I promise to hop on the John Wick bandwagon in July. It's like my first priority. The bromance is real. This show was also brought to you by Rift Tracks and Angela Lansbury for providing solid entertainment these past two weeks. And also to Christina Teed for checking in with me periodically, but giving me space because she believed in me. Just kidding, she was totally working or sleeping and did not have the time for my nonsense. And finally, this show was brought to you by you because you showed up, you listened to a thing. You said subscribe, you said click, you said yes and you made the gray with me. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on a different episode of Cindy Says, where Tina will be back. 
This episode would have gone totally differently if this had been called the 15 day challenge. So thank goodness she's coming home tomorrow.